Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Devin Hunter with us. Devin is the best-selling author of Witch Power series, the creator of The Modern Witch, which includes a podcast, a blog, a magazine, modernwitch.com, as well as a professional psychic medium and occultist. He's a part owner of the Mystic Dream in Walnut Creek, California, an initiate of the multiple occult orders, including his own Sacred Fires, and is the co-founder of the Black Rose tradition of witchcraft. He has been featured in multiple publications. He's a frequent presenter and keynote speaker at conferences and festivals all around the nation. His highly anticipated fourth book, Modern Witch, Spells, Recipes, and Workings, came out a few months ago. And here he is on Coast to Coast. Devin, looking forward to this. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, George. I'm a really big fan. Well, thank you so much. How did you get involved in witchcraft? Uh, you know, I was a uh, psychic medium uh, at a really young age. We we kind of figured that out in the family. And uh, my mother was really just into anything spirituality kind of related. And um, even though she comes from a, a very Christian background, that's how I was raised. Mm-hmm. Um, and my father was, was a pagan uh, from the 80s. And so he always had books around and things like that. And when I started having experiences that I couldn't explain, uh, mostly dealing with spirits, I was able to go to my parents and say, hey, something is weird and this is happening. And they let me just talk about it. And because of that, uh, I was put in that unique position of, of having, you know, people I could confide in, people I could talk to. And luckily, they were really supportive of that experience. So that's how it all kind of got started. I was actually a psychic medium looking for answers, and I kind of stumbled into the occult, and I, I stayed there. And I would guess your parents accepted this from you pretty readily, didn't they? Uh, my, my dad certainly did. Uh, my mother, again, she's a born-again Christian, and so as she <laughs> yeah. became born again, that, that became a, a point of discussion that we, we still have to this day. Um, but they are they're, they're, uh, pretty supportive regardless. And at what point, Devin, in your life or career, did you kind of migrate into the witchcraft area? Uh, I started practicing when I was a teenager. I was definitely uh, one of those people that, uh, like the craft of the movie, the craft was oriented to. Um, and so I, you know, really my, my interest in the occult and in witchcraft was uh, honestly rooted in, in trying to get some sort of power over, you know, my life at the time. I grew up in a very rural area that a lot of drug abuse, a lot of the, uh, a lot of issues, uh, and a lot of us don't, don't make it out of those those situations. And so I That's turned true. to witchcraft uh, really to get out of there and to help find uh, you know a way for me uh, to really figure out who I was and thrive as an adult. And I, I you know honestly I, I I credit witchcraft for being alive today. Wow, we're going to get into that in a moment here. Hollywood really has done an end run on witchcraft and really has distorted it, hasn't it? Uh, yes and no. Um, I think witchcraft is a term that is, you know, if we look at the word witch, it has so many different meanings to so many different cultures. And I think everybody owns the word witch. I think if you were raised with the same fairy tales I was raised with, you know, witches are just part of our history. They're part of all our, our, you know, shared folklore. And so I think, you know, the media and Hollywood gets to fantasize things a little bit more than than they typically tend to be um, in real, you know, in real practice. Um, but I, I, I think that that's also kind of how witches and, and the occult has uh, stayed relevant to this day is that it's, it's part of culture. You know, our kids 
get to read books uh, where, you know, a witch saves the day versus when we were kids, you know, we were reading books about witches stealing children. Um, so th- things have definitely changed, uh, I think, for the better. And I, I do usually attribute Hollywood for that mostly, although there are plenty of examples of, of things going uh, awry for sure. And would you say that witchcraft basically saved your life? Were you going down the wrong path in, in, a, in a rapid way? Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, I was a gay kid in rural Ohio. I was really depressed, and uh, I was going to a church that was so supportive about everything in life except for this this one particular you know aspect of my life. And yeah. not that I ever made it the the complete focus of my life, but it really did make it difficult. And um, and so I was lucky to be amongst friends who you know had the greatest intentions when we'd go to church and we would talk and they would try to witness to me and. Um, I was offered conversion therapy a couple of times, and all of that really adds to, you know, depression and uh, feelings of inadequacy and, mm-hmm. and uh, not being able to, you know, take care of ourselves later on in life. And so I was just a really depressed kid. Uh, I was very, very sad, very scared about what the future could bring. And, you know, I, I found myself one night um, at church standing in a, a center of, of, of a group of men who were praying uh, for me, and I just felt this sense of, you know, relief kind of come over me. And I realized that they had turned, you know, this problem that I was having of really just self-acceptance and trying to know who I was into this spiritual battle. And um, I didn't need to be there for that. So I, you know, that was my last time uh, that I officially was a, a member of a, of a church, I would say. Um, and that was many moons ago. Um, and so I walked away and, and I went right into the arms of, you know, the goddess, as we say. And uh, I found help and healing and hope. And, uh, and because of that, I'm here. In that moment, it changed your life, didn't it? Yep, absolutely, without a question. Well, good for you. Now, how did you migrate into helping people who believe they've been cursed? So this actually happened um, totally accidentally. It wasn't in, I didn't wake up one day and went, I'm going to help people who are cursed. Um, <laughs> I'm going to put the curse on them, then help them. No, and, you didn't you know do what? that. that I've heard of worse <laughs> things happening for sure. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I started working with clients um, and mostly as a psychic medium. So a lot of it was just helping them, you know, follow up with people after they've passed away or get information um, when somebody's passed away. And I ended up with a client who believed she had inherited a cursed item from her grandmother. Uh And that this item was responsible for a lot of mishaps and a lot of problems. And I had never really taken curses seriously. I hadn't really considered them. To, you know, I just thought, oh, it's angry people throwing angry energy around. Um, but this woman had a really interesting set of circumstances surrounding it. She had, um, it was, she felt like when she wore it or if somebody in her family was wearing it, that the energy in the house would just get really sick and gross. Everybody would start arguing. The longer people would wear it, they'd start, they would get sick. Um, and so it kind of had this reputation in the family of something you didn't touch and she ended up inheriting it. Um, and so, you know, her question really was, what do I do with it? Cause I, you know, this is part of the family, you know, uh, tradition. It's part something we've had for a very long time, but at the same time, this, this thing is really scary to me. So the, the work that I ended up doing with her wasn't about helping her communicate with her grandma necessarily about what to do, but helping her to, you know, kind of get a grip on this, this item that she had. And, um, you know, the big question was, did she get to keep the ring or should she get rid of the ring? Um, and so that was that was my first uh, real kind of dive into helping people who are cursed. And then when I moved to California and I started working at my shop, The Mystic Dream, we ended up with a lot of people who would come in 
who thought they were cursed and they weren't. They had ran into a psychic who, who was scamming them. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times it's like, oh, $8,000 and we'll take this curse off. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, that happens a lot. So that when I really got involved was uh, trying to help people avoid these situations where they were getting scammed. Um, and then I ended up finding real authentic cases where people, you know, really were cursed and there was really something going on. And once you see that, that stuff in action, you can't really ignore it. Um, and there, there just became something about the whole process. And I, I figured, you know what, with all of this, this, you know, crazy stuff that I'm into and, and, um, uh, the, the love I have for just life and people and, uh, the ability to have a good life and to feel empowered and to not have your power taken away from you. Something like a curse really became this, this interesting, uh, subject that I like to, to tackle. Why do you, why do you think Devin people think they're cursed when maybe it's just a string of bad luck? Well, that's a lot of where we just, again, culture stuff, right? Cultural. Um, we're raised to, you know, in our culture here in the States, uh, curses are something that uh, are kind of hush-hush. We don't really, you know, like to talk about them a lot. Right. Uh, if we go over to other parts of the world, that is so not the case. You can buy a curse off a street corner, you know, out of, out of a basket in the vendor in a market. Uh, <laughs> so curses are, are really it's a very big subject. There's a lot of different types of curses and we're all raised with this belief that it's possible. Right. And so I don't think we ever truly get to disconnect from that concept that curses are real or that something is cursed or um, that the event could lead to a haunting that could also be like kind of like a curse or something. So we're all, you know, kind of running into these things all the time. And the problem that I think we, we have, especially with all of the stuff going on in the world right now, it's a depressing, you know, life at the moment. Things can get very sad. And, you know, if we're looking at people that are dying everywhere. We're looking at the, the fear of, of our own health and, and maintaining our health. All of that stress, all of that depression, all of that anxiety can, can totally jumble up into feeling like you're cursed, feeling like there's something stuck to you that you can't quite get rid of that's inhibiting you from being able to take the next step in your life uh, or, or even make good decisions for yourself. And curses are something that, again, this is a very big uh, topic to get into, and I hope we've got plenty of time tonight. I think we're going to. Um, but because of the, the different types of curses and different ways that we run into this type of energy, it's, you know, I don't see anywhere in the world where people have fully let go of this belief or the, this understanding that curses and energy and, and uh, how they affect us are real. Does the person who levies the curse, Devin, need to really be into it and understand it and have a technique or can anybody do it? Oh no. Yeah. Anybody can, can shoot a curse off. You know, ultimately uh, if we take a step back, we think of what a curse is, um, you know, at, at its most distilled point, it's kind of like a, a wish for somebody to do uh, wrong or for harm to befall on somebody. That's kind of the most simple kind of term for it. However, Curses can also be something that we refer to a lot in American folk magic as crossing or you've been crossed, which is kind of like you set the intention to lose weight. Um, and then you get up the next day and instead of exercising, you go to McDonald's and buy, you know, a, the, the biggie breakfast sandwich and all of that stuff. So the idea is you've set an intention for yourself. You, you've already set energy in motion to lose weight, but now your actions are doing the exact opposite of that. So you would have clogged yourself up. You would have jinxed yourself. You would have crossed yourself, we say. So curses can come in, you know, a wide variety of, of, of ways. And I think most of them are, I mean, if we think of uh, legitimate curses, uh, most of them are what we refer to as kind of unconscious or subconscious curses. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the evil eye. Uh, you know, a lot of times the evil eye is something that is totally unconscious. It's just you're coveting something. 
um, you know, you're, you're, you can't have a baby and then your sister gets pregnant and has the most gorgeous baby in the world. And even though you're happy for her, when you see that baby, your heart breaks a little bit because you don't have one. And so we say that that's putting an evil eye on the baby. You, you covet that baby. And even though you don't mean to hurt it, even though you don't mean to put that energy there, you've, you've done it. Um, and so that's why there's these, you know, big traditions around, you know, people not meeting a baby for the first couple of months after it's born and um, people being away from a woman right after she's had a baby. You know, there's, there's a lot of stuff and taboo that surrounds all that. And it's really to avoid these calamities that can come up. Some say that the Kennedy family's been cursed from whatever Joseph Kennedy did a long, long time ago. How do you know if you've been cursed, if nobody's told you, for example? If, if, if somebody doesn't say, I cursed you, but you've been cursed and something's happening, how do you know it? So, you know, it's interesting you raise the, the stuff with the, the Kennedy family because that is, that's one of the famous American curses. And um, it's, it's interesting in that, um, and for those of you who don't know, the basic idea was that um, the, the Kennedy family was cursed to have all of their male children uh, die. Um, and that ended up kind of being what we saw happen, right? So right at the age of maturity, something would happen and, and we would lose one of them. And um, it's one of these things that, you know, the family themselves, they, there's been report, interviews and things with them, and they don't acknowledge the curse. They don't acknowledge that it's real. And I don't know if, if that's partly that they, you know, just don't want to believe it. They don't want to give it space so that it, it can't be real for them. Uh, or if it's that um, they do know it's real and they just don't want to give it any more energy to it. Um, but this is one of those, those subjects where it's really, I'm glad you brought this up because, you know, the question of do they know they're cursed? Well, they think they're cursed um, and they still went through and did things to uh, remove the curses. There's lots of reports of, of them hiring people and working with different practitioners, um, but the curse still lingers. It still remains. Um, and you can put that in the context of, uh, you know, Joe Schmo, who works in a factory and um, he could be going to work every single day and coming home and have no idea that he's, you know, living in this, this world where there's a lot of negative energy and he's part of it. And so when, what we usually look for are not very supernatural things when we're trying to diagnose somebody with a curse. Usually you're not going to hear, you know, knocks on the door or on the walls. You're not going to have um, a bunch of quote unquote supernatural things happening to you. It's mostly going to be a really big string of bad luck. Um, you're going to find exactly. you know, everything from you hit every single red light on the way into work and in the most mild form to you can't get pregnant to um, you have a hard time pretty much leaving your home. That tends to happen a lot with people who are cursed. They get depressed and just kind of kind of retract from society. Um, so when we're asking ourselves, you know, how do we know if we've been cursed? I like to think really ultimately, are you living your life to the fullest potential and if the answer is yes, then you're good to go. If the answer is no, then we want to ask ourselves, just from a, a psychic and, and kind of spiritual point, what is happening that's keeping me from being able to do that? And it, I'm not saying that you're the reason this is happening. I'm just saying we need to identify, you know, causes. Um, and once we know that, okay, there's, a, there's, a, there's something happening. I'm not able to move forward with this project. I'm not able to, you know, succeed in this thing when I really should be. All, all the things are there, but I just can't quite stick the landing. Um, and if this keeps happening over and over again, then we, we stop and we take a step back and go, well, wait a minute, maybe your energy, quote unquote energy, is stuck. Maybe there's something inhibiting it from being able to move forward. And so that's when we start to take a look. Um, but for the most part, you think of curses um, and people and people who have been cursed. And a lot of it's a time where it's nothing supernatural. And, and a good curse, we always say a good curse is not going to be detectable. A good curse is not going to feel like you're cursed. 
Um, and a lot of the, again, a lot of the times people are kind of subconsciously cursing themselves or subconsciously kind of running into these things. Um, and, and, you know, to avoid that, we, we need to get back to this idea of knowing ourselves and understanding when we have the little imbalances. Um, but we really want to pay attention to our personality, our mood, and our health. Those are the things that, that shift the, the quickest and tend to shift the most and the most dramatically when somebody's been cursed. Well, no, you're, you're right. I had a friend, you know, notice that I said had, I'll tell you what happened in a moment, who must have had a black cloud over his head because everything would go wrong with him, everything. Mm -hmm. And he ultimately ended up dying of a prescription overdose uh, in uh, St. Louis. It wasn't Art Bell, folks. And um, he, you know, they found him dead one night when we couldn't get a hold of him. Uh, I was on the air, and uh, the the, uh, police went and knocked down his door to get in there, and uh, there he was. He was dead, and he had all kinds of things all over the place that he was Mm. getting legally, but he was taking too much. But but I remember we went to Vegas a couple years ago, and he would uh, have so much bad luck I used to joke with him and call him the cooler because he I'd be playing a little blackjack and he'd be next to me and I'd lose all the time with him next to me. I finally said, "Here's a hundred bucks. Go away. You know, go to the right. bar, go to the bar or something. I want everything back and then ten times that amount when he left. Something That's was crazy. wrong with him. I mean, I don't yeah. know what it was. I don't know <laughs> if it was self-induced or somebody got him, but he something was wrong there, Devin." Yeah, yeah. Uh, most of the time, it's it's it, honestly most of the time it is a self-induced kind of thing, um, and it, it, again, it's not intentional, right? Um, and some people become they they kind of trip that wire. Uh, maybe they ran into somebody who was you know had just a seething amount of negative energy. They bumped into them, had an exchange, took on some of that energy, and they are they themselves were not able to you know get rid of it, and so it just keeps mounting and mounting and growing and growing like a snowball, and eventually you just kind of become that that guy who shows up in a room and everybody just kind of moves away from you, you know, um, it's, it's very, very likely that, um, especially in, in, when we're dealing with people who are struggling in that way, that there's some sort of curse or some sort of spirit involvement, um, in those cases. Listen to more coast to coast AM every weeknight at 1 AM Eastern and go to coast to coast for more.